Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. I'm tired as fuck. And good. Pat's I'm tired. wide awake. <laughs> Steed's awake, and we got guests. Steed, introduce them. Guests. We got two guests. Not one, but two. They're tag teaming. Same phone. Same bros. My younger brother... Not to be confused with my older brother, we got Nicky T, Chubstep Nick T on with, I don't know, maybe his BFF, uh, Nate, Chubstep Nate. Chubstep Nate. With boys, hello. Here we are. Here we are. Yo. Okay, so a little background on these two. Um, Nick is uh, obviously my brother. He likes to fish. His friend Nathan is my brother's friend. He likes to fish. Uh, what do you know? They're broke back mountaining it up in North Carolina right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, just fly fishing every single day out here. We're actually on, coming at you live from the river. This might be the first chub step ever done from the river. So we're happy to be here. <laughs> that is true. So, that is true. Never been one on the river. So, Nick, real quick. Um, Pat needed this clarification. So one of my brothers, he flies, but you fly fish. What's the difference between just flying and fly fishing? <laughs> well, well, um, one is in a plane, and the other is on a boat. So that's about that's the only difference, really. It sounds pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a riverman, airman. We're the river. You guys are the river ones. Okay. Just sounds like fishing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Explain. That's all it is. Explain fly fly fishing to, to Pat, who is who is not familiar with what fly fishing is compared to just regular fishing. So, you know, casting the weight of the line versus casting the weight of the lure. You're fly fishing, you're using the line to get it out there. It's it's a little bit harder, you know, in most aspects. And, you know, people do it to kind of challenge themselves further because fishing's kind of easy nowadays. You're not using, like, big lures and worms and stuff. You're just using little uh, stuff made out of feathers. It's a pretty heady thing to do. You know, it's a kind of young man thing, and a lot, a lot of young heads are getting into it. <laughs> young man thing? <laughs> I've only seen elderly people fly fishing. Yeah, I, I, um, I will say that. I it's, like uh, there's, a re- there's a young revamp coming coming at you right now. In fly it's coming. <laughs> That's good because every every image I think of when I hear of fly fishing, it's like a guy in Montana. It's just an open field. He's in like a a creek, and he's you know got the big waders on, and he's just going back and forth with the line. And it's an old guy, so I, I'm glad to hear some younger guys are getting into it. No, no, see, it's it's changing fast now. It's kids doing acid going out. Okay. Doing- <laughs> 
young children, young kids. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How young is too young in yeah. there, right? Like, you could probably get a toddler in there as long as you can fit some waders on that bucker. <laughs> we'll throw kids in the river on the daily. We do it all the time. <laughs> there you go. At, at what point is the kid the size of whatever bait you'd be using? Uh, I, when is like abortion illegal now? Okay, okay, okay. So okay. we're on that time. So once the baby's born, it's fine. It's not going to be eaten by the fish. <laughs> um, so you guys are guys, correct? Yeah. You, you take people on tours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A thing I see with fly fishing is you guys will catch a little fish that's the size of your pinky finger and post it on Instagram like you're proud of it. I've never um, done uh, Nick? I, I may have done that. But that's like Because <laughs> like, in the world of fly fishing, you're like targeting different species of fish and stuff like that. So like you make little goals for yourself. So like whether you're catching, you know, you whether you're searching for like the biggest fish in the river or you're like searching for a little species of fish that's like stuck up in the mountain somewhere. There's yeah. like little accomplishments, you know. So it's more it's more about like the individual fish than just like bass fishing where you're just like, I gotta get the biggest bass. Or pretty much any other fishing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, there definitely are people out there that, you know, enjoy to just go after like the biggest fish in the river. Um and, you know, that's totally fine. It's it's fun to do that. But, you know, you can set little goals for yourself like that and, like, little different species of fish and stuff that are, like, stuck up. Like, Nathan and I really like to go to, like, this little, like, beaver pond created lake up in the high country and fish for, like, three-inch fish for there. Um, and it's just cool because they've been in there for, like, you know, millions and millions of years. So it's just fun to, fun to do Million, that. Millions of years? How long ago was the Ice Age? Hey. How long ago was Jesus? <laughs> I, were they there before Jesus? I don't know. I'm not, maybe. <laughs> well, that's an old fish, and you should probably leave them alone, Nick. They were definitely there for Mormon Jesus. Oh, Mormon Jesus. Okay. okay. <laughs> so like 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> before Kanye or after Kanye? Uh, okay, so what is the advantage of, I know you said it's more challenging, but are there certain fish that you can catch easier fly fishing versus other fish yeah like uh well you, i don't know it kind of goes both ways but like we fish a lot for trout out here in north carolina um and trout spend most of their life eating little bugs like you know microscopic basically bugs and so with fly fishing is you can throw stuff that small you know whereas like regular fishing you can't so you can catch a lot more trout on like little little bugs um but you can also throw big stuff for them and like regular fishing stuff too. Um, but they just like to eat those little tiny bugs. And, and a lot of, you know, like, um, Jay, I know you've been like fishing in, uh, on Lake Michigan when all those like bugs are hatching. Yes. And it's just like, so like we look for that a lot um, because those fish will eat like the bugs off the surface and stuff. Yeah. And so you can throw flies that imitate that. Okay. Yeah, when when that happened and we went through all those flies, every time we would drive through that, we'd catch salmon because they were coming up to eat, you know, the big flies. So it makes yeah. sense. Are there certain fish you cannot catch fly fishing? Paddlefish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Very few, but most of them, like, any fish that you can catch on regular tackle, you can usually catch it on fly tackle, too. But, again, it's just a challenge, too, on some of them. Yeah. Um, still many firsts to be done on the fly rod. That's what's so cool about it. There's still pieces out there that people haven't caught on the fly rod. And so now that's kind of where the sport's going to now. It's like what, you know, trying to get the species that haven't been caught yet, only using traditional stuff. Like marlin? Like a bull shark. Yeah, I, marlin. I, yeah, that's out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Nate, you've been being you're a guide a little bit longer than Nick, I think. Maybe one more season in you. Um. What tips do you have for beginners? If I wanted to pick up a fly rod and catch some trout. Yeah. You know, I mean, matching the hatch, you know, is the golden rule. We always say, like, think about what bugs are in the river, you know, and flip over rocks and find out what exactly is is happening underneath the water, you know, and so then kind of matching up your fly to that. And then from there, you know, it's just a matter of depth, getting it down there and uh, finding out where in the water column those fish are. And then finally showing them like a solid presentation, like those, but those bugs need to be drifting naturally down the water. Those bugs don't swim at all. They don't hop. And so oftentimes people are kind of twitching those bugs like how they would with traditional stuff. And you just have to make a very unaffected drift, just letting those bugs uh, drift freely down the water. It's probably the big three tips, you know, presentation, matching the hatch, and, and uh, yeah, those two. Yeah, I can see why um, people hire you because uh, fuck all that. <laughs> I'll, put a white, I'll put a white spinnerbait on my freaking spinning reel and if i don't catch anything i don't care i go home yeah and that's the beautiful thing about it dude it's as much as you want to put into it you know i definitely have days like that too you know oh my gosh do you ever do you ever try to imitate the bugs to bring the fish closer to you what like like i mean just as your person yeah. like a, like you're a human bug um like a bug we'll costume like down the rocks like you know, curl up into a ball and let the river kind of carry <laughs> exactly off the rock. Kind of feel what it's like, you know. Yeah, we've definitely been there. Okay, because <laughs> I performed um, in a play in seventh grade in a production okay. called Chateau La Roche, and I was a cockroach. Chateau? Chateau, uh, like okay. or the French? It's a French word. Chateau, Chateau La Roche. Chateau. Chateau yeah. La Roche, and I played the cockroach. And uh, I feel like I could have been pretty good at fly fishing had I stayed in costume for that and then tried fly fishing. For sure. You probably would have had to go on the water a little bit, but yeah, yeah, I think he's, would have he's ready for it. I'm ready for it. He survived the Lake Michigan bug swarm. He became the bug <laughs> that day. <laughs> yeah. What is your guys' big fish that you have not caught that you've wanted to? What is your challenge right now? What like Yeah, what are you going for? On it, that's a tough one. Right now, we're out here trying to get striper. That's that's the goal right now. Yeah. What What's a striper? It's a big striped bass, and uh, they come in these rivers from like the lake downstream. But they get like uh, they're like you know like a largemouth bass, but like forty pounds and like white. Um, with what? Big... Forty pounds? <laughs> oh, like a sea bass? Yeah, they kind of look like a big sea bass. Oh my god, a forty pound bass. <laughs> But basically, that's what we're trying to get right now. So that's why we're out here in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Also, we should mention that it's yeah, 10 o'clock where <laughs> you are. 10 o'clock where you guys are. 10 yeah. o'clock p.m. So it's dark. 
And these hood ruffians are out in the mountain town going East. fishing. Yeah, we're in East. We're in Elizabethton, Tennessee, right now. I hope you guys got a gun on you. That would be a good thing to bring. Yeah, you should probably bring a gun when you wander the wilderness at night. We're in a boat. You're in a boat right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, take a yeah. before before the phone dies. Before you guys are done, um, just take a picture of where you guys are at so we can post it so we can see what your recording thing is like. I know it's nighttime, but just do your best to. We can take. Okay. John. Um, oh, that's so funny. I would just yeah. get nervous with like uh, you know Appalachia type scenario. I feel like Deliverance. I don't know if you guys. It's an older movie, but it's about yes. Know, yeah, oh, I would be a little nervous deliver. in that scenario. Yeah, we're very aware. I, about every trip we take, someone's like, "Oh, I don't. I hope we don't hear banjos." Like, oh, yeah, I gotcha. Okay, so I'm just I'm feeding into it here. That yeah, don't be brutal. I mean, it it did need to have the four minute rape scene. I mean, it goes on <laughs> four minutes. Yeah, I don't think they'd do that today. I don't think that. Would... <laughs> it's not like that. Okay. And, yeah. Usually, it's shorter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, usually it's shorter. That's good. Thanks. Pat, Pat, do you Um, have other questions for these guys, too? I was going to say, it's not even so much a question, but I actually don't know how to hold a fish. Um, When I was a kid, I caught a bluegill, and I don't know what the (laughs) fuck it did, but I was holding it. The next thing I know, my hand was cut wide open, so now I have, like, PTSD. Like, certain species, like bluegills and stuff, have spines, like, big old spines. Um, But, like, you know, like bass and stuff, you can hold by like the mouth. Like you can grab their mouth because there's no teeth. But like trout don't have spines; they got a little bit of teeth. But you kind of got to just scoop up their belly, um, basically like lift them by the belly. But it don't, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things too. It depends on the species. Like um, you've probably seen a couple pictures of people holding the bass by the mouth. Uh, so that that's good technique yep. for them. But trout, like you don't want to do that because you. They got, <laughs> delicate mouse and stuff and they're also small i think in general people are too rough with fish people have to be a lot a lot more gentle with with the fish that they catch and they're planning to release we will have a lot of like what what about like squeezing them up pretty good what about like a big fish like a busky (laughs) dude (laughs) a busky you really got to take good care of it man they're so delicate you know and they work so hard when you're fighting them yeah, you really shouldn't even take them on the water. You should look at their fins, and if they start to turn red, that means they're kind of struggling, and it's time to get them back in the water and make sure you, yeah. They also have big ass teeth, so like, don't, you know, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't do the bass grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some people hold them by like the gills on those, but like that'll kind of f them up if you don't do it right. So, all right, cool. Yeah, they uh. They know. I caught like one fish when we went on a family trip to Branson, and Nick had to take the hook out because the fish swallowed it completely. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Nathan anchored a busky on on the fly. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, I yeah. bopped a busky. <laughs> you guys call him busky? No, that's just what Pat called it. No, he said musky. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It must have cut off. Just a but, Chicago uh, accent. I'm going to call them buskies now. I do like buskies. like a 30 inch busky. Um, you guys have any other fish related questions? Because I got one more that's non fish related. I was, was going to ask uh, fish related 
what would you like? How would people start getting into fly fishing? Because I feel like everybody knows how to get in regular fishing. Everybody, a lot of people have done it. I would say most people have probably done it, and people have that rod in their garage or something like that. How would they get into fly fishing? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are uh, like, I mean, it's crazy the amount of people we get that are interested in it, like that want to take out a guide. That's like a really good way to go, but obviously some people don't have that resource. Um, like for instance, Big Greg, Chubstep Big Greg. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. You know, um, he is, uh, he's getting into it on his own right now, but he's just kind of out there, you know, learning it, watching a bunch of YouTube videos and stuff like that, practice casting in the yard, um, you know, just kind of that stuff. But a lot of, like, it's crazy how many people want to go fly fishing now. I think the biggest thing is time on the water. Just spending time out there, you know, whether you're catching them or not, just stay out there and eventually just you'll, you'll figure out the puzzle. You know, it may take may take time, you know, but that's that's part of it. And like now we all look back on those days like so fun. I mean, I wish I could go back and figure out that puzzle again. You know, so you really got to cherish those days where you're struggling out there because you'll look back on them. Yeah, well put. Life's simple. You make choices and you don't look back. Okay. All right. Ch- changing course here. Um, Nathan, I'd like you to explain to um, the viewers how you made it through high school. <laughs> <laughs> what you did for work. I worked at a pizza place. No. That- <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was after the pizza place. <laughs> What was it? Just what was it called? It was the H.J. Castle. The, the what castle? It was the H.J. Castle. It was the handjob castle. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? He's for adults. But... I think you cut out like really bad right there. Yeah, I didn't hear so any we'll, of that. I need more details we'll just, of H.J. H.J. Castle. We'll, We'll just leave it at a, as an air of mystery. He's reformed, okay? He went through some tough times um, in high school. He had to work. Yeah. And there was only one job available. Yeah. And, and it was all for getting Nathan that job when he was having I, I did get him the job. <laughs> really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, fun, fun. Okay, guys. Um, well, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Hey. Thank you for having me on. Any other things you want to let people know? Um, take care of the resource, man. It's an important thing. The rivers aren't going to be around forever. You know, shit's changing too fast. And, you know, we got to take care of it. Pick up your fucking trash, you know. Take care yeah. of it. Keep them wet. Um, Chub steps for the kids, man. Chub steps forever. That's right. Chub steps for the kids. That's right. Chub steps forever. forever. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, Thank you guys very much. Hello. That's what... <laughs> I miss I miss you guys. Aw. Thanks, man. It has you. been a while. Paul. What? I said I miss you too, Paul. Oh, I miss you, Nick. Oh, hey, that's so nice. Fly fishing when we come back to Illinois. Chub step live from the river. Yeah. I, there you go. Yeah. I mean, you guys you All guys night. know us jetty boys be getting down on the river, so Yeah, can you guys... <laughs> can you fly fish off a jet ski? Yeah. All right. All right, then I'm down. <laughs> that works for us. Big <laughs> time. Go to the Fox River and catch some smallmouth. Tear it up. Yep. Nice. Oh. Cool, cool. Very cool. All righty, boys. I like that. Well, thank you. Thank you and, guys uh, very much. Up forever.
Godspeed. Chop set forever. Chop set forever. Right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Good guys. luck tonight. Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to my official website. And as Sage says, what's up? Good to talk to Nick and Nate and some interesting stuff. We don't talk about fishing a lot, but it's something a lot of people do, and I, I do from time to time. I've never tried fly fishing. My dad's getting into it. I uh, think it's awesome that they're doing it. Nick, Nick is probably, I know a lot of people that fish a lot. He would be up there in the top two people I know that is the most into fishing that I would go to with any fishing questions. 100%. For yeah. me, it's him and my dad. Yeah. Um, speaking of dads and fly fishing, we need to parent trap our dads. Why is that? I've talked about this before. Your dad's in getting into fly fishing. Guess what my dad's doing? Getting, getting into, into fly, fly fishing. fishing. Okay. Your dad got a smoker. Guess Your what dad, my dad got? The smoker. A smoker. You're right. You're right, Steve. <laughs> they would be BFS. It's <laughs> a good point. That's a good point. I don't Guess know how, how big. This. All right. Your dad has a giant TV. Guess how big my dad's TV is. It's, it's, it's huge, Jay. Giant. They have so much in common. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So, so we got to figure out how to Lindsay Lohan parent trap them. I like it. Great idea. And they don't live that far away from each other. That's a good idea, Steve. Exactly. Short haul. Short haul. Good idea. Nice. Um, what is something? You, what's been going on with you guys? Story, right? uh, I got bachelor party story. Let's you hear are? it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Woo! Bachelor party. Uh, Woo! Woo! The electric in the air. Yeah. This one was different. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's for my brother-in-law, and uh, he's originally from Poland. Yeah. So a lot of people in his family speak Polish. Okay. I don't like where this yes. is going, I'll tell you that much. It got interesting. So the first night was Friday night. That was in Oak Lawn, the town I grew up in. And it was <laughs> – I found out I was the only person going – um, and the only person I would have known is my brother-in-law. And then he's there with all his Polish people. <laughs> yeah. So I was a little nervous. I was going to just be like sitting there by myself, twiddling my thumbs. Yes. So I pre-gamed the, the little get together we smart, had. Smart. Okay. I got a pretty good buzz going. And, uh, so I show up there. Um, and there was that one point where he walked away. And I hate when people do this. They speak English, but everybody at the table, there was about five of them, just started talking in Polish. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. It's like, it's like, what are you saying? Like, that like, I can't Come hear. on, guys. I, I just... <laughs> I know some of these words. I just... That's happened to me in a couple different languages. I, mean, I never understand that. If it's that. their native language, it's probably, like, way easier for them to just, like, talk in that. Yes. But it is also, it's guess... one thing... <laughs> I mean, they probably weren't talking about you, but if they did want to talk about you, then they were doing it. That was their moment. Am I going too fast for you? Am I going too fast for you? So, anyway, I told you guys my kryptonite is that Polish homemade vodka. Yes, yes. Yeah, so they're passing that around the table eventually. Um, <laughs> my dad shows up, just out of nowhere, and um, he's never smoked um, a cigarette a day in his life. And of course, he shows up, and I'm drunk, and I'm smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, of course. What's up, Paps? <laughs> like, you know, you know I, I was never a smoker growing up or anything. Yeah. What? Did you know he was going to show up? Uh, I did eventually, but not at that exact moment. <laughs> yeah, when you saw him, you're like, okay. <laughs> then you got to explain that. You're like, nah, I just do it when I'm drunk. <laughs> no, I'm not an alcoholic. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> We had so much of that booze that I slept until two o'clock in the afternoon. Wow, Saturday! <laughs> like my head would, my head was spinning like a fucking. That's thing. what I call a hangover. That is some good stuff. Yeah. So then Saturday we went to the Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo, um, Michigan. Jared or Paul, have you been there before? No, I've I've driven past it. I've not gone inside. So it's not very far. We didn't have to take planes or anything. It's only like an hour and a half drive. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we decided we were not going to um, stay with all the other people, uh, me and my other brother-in-law. And so it, because, like, the hotel package was just way too expensive, we were going to be spending, like, $300 a person. Just look at some small hotel close. Yeah. So we get a hotel that's 10 miles from the casino. It's in a shady-looking town. Okay. <laughs> you go inside, smells like a Super 8. Yep. And it turns out it used to be a Super Good. 8. <laughs> Rebranded. <laughs> they said, <laughs> so they said, we overbooked you guys, so we had to move your room. Um, it's going to be the same price. So I'm like, fuck, I don't care, whatever. Yeah. So we get in this room. There's a fucking jacuzzi right when you oh, walk in. Oh, that's it. It's like the honeymoon suite one. <laughs> Like, like the one that you get AIDS the from. The super eight yeah. honeymoon yeah. suite. <laughs> oh my god! Does anybody actually use those jacuzzis? That's the most, like the most disgusting thing to me. If I was yeah. a meth head That's and exactly just got married at a meth head wedding, and that was my honeymoon, uh, hell yeah, I'm using that jacuzzi. <laughs> and like this thing was fucking huge. Like I, I there's a hot tub. Um, the house I grew up in, and like this thing was bigger than that. <laughs> wow! So you so, you guys got in, <laughs> is what you're saying? No, we were in, we were in that hotel for maybe a combined ten minutes the whole week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so then it sucks. Um, where we are, we can't get an Uber to a casino. So my brother-in-law drives, and um, we get there, and at some point, I guess there was free parking, and you could leave it there overnight. So we're like, eh. Maybe we just get like really drunk and just kind of crash yeah. on their couch or yeah. something. Yeah. On their floor. <laughs> big deal. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, at the casino, we're gambling. Um, brother-in-law won $300. I won probably close to it, but I had to get, I gave away $125 worth of my chips to my Polish brother-in-law because he was doing very bad at the day. Yeah. Wow. Very yes. bad. And he was very drunk, and he was spending a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's a dangerous combination. Some <laughs> some rumor that he spent like $1,000 on blackjack. Oh, God. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you. Which, which I've done that before. I've, I lost a paycheck when I was in Las Vegas for the first time. Oh, my so God. It's, it's like a rookie move where you're drunk, yes. and you just keep throwing your money yeah. away. Yes. I, I lose so, on average eight hundred dollars per night at the casino. What are you doing, Steed? Oh Sometimes I win like three grand. I go off and I get blackout drunk every night. Like having a casino has nothing to do with that. Yeah. So then I'm like super drunk and I'm at a casino having so much fun playing the slot machines. 
<laughs> oh my god. So here's where I made a mistake. Okay. It was about twelve thirty, almost one o'clock. Went outside for a smoke break, um, with like the guys. Not smoking a cigarette. Um I take a couple hits of a joint. Oops. Thinking thinking like the night's almost over. Oh, <laughs> I did <laughs> I did not realize we were gonna be gambling until about five o'clock in the morning. Oh no. Oh my god. So now I'm standing there like it had to be Indica because I was getting super sleepy. And I'm like, my knees are wobbling, dude. So we go back to the hotel, drink more vodka. So there was nine bottles of vodka, or there were seven of us, and we drank nine bottles of vodka. Oh, my God. That, the math there is, is wrong. <laughs> I don't well, like the math. <laughs> when, you, when you start, well, this one guy, Stanley, um, He's a Polish guy. I think he alone had like two bottles. I'm not oh even kidding. God. Good job. So, I mean, when you take the amount of time we had, um, I guess it makes sense. They were also there before I got there. So, still a lot. Oh my God. Still a lot, so, Matt. I'm, so I'm, the, <laughs> I'm drunk just thinking about it, I think. Yeah. And I promise you that number's not made up. <laughs> I believe anyway, you. I believe you. Absolutely miserable Sunday. Great time at the casino. Though. Yeah. Great time at the bachelor party. I bet Sunday sucked. It did. It got to, oh, so I had to go back to Oakland to get my stuff. And my mom was going to take me home because I don't have a car. And so um, I was just feeling like absolute death. She didn't want to go until the afternoon. I said, you know, I'm, I want some money. I'm just going to Uber home. I don't even care. Yeah, why not? <laughs> You can afford Pat it. Pat loves the Uber. Pat, you love a long Uber. It's like a $30 Uber. I know. You're From just... Oakland to it's def... the city. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah. You're just the only person I've known that's taken an Uber over, you know, an hour of time. When you came back that from was Milwaukee. One time. That was... <laughs> it was from Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. That was... And that was a funny story, too. <laughs> yes. Very So silly. that's my story. I like it, Pat. I like it. Yeah, that's. It sounded like a lot. Like you could not have done that for three days. No, if that was a three-day trip, I would have. I would have made it the third day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, Steed, what's going on with you? Um, not much. Not much. Uh, I got a spider bite on my foot. Oh no! no. You guys know about me and Lost, right? Uh, yes, my mortal, the wasps, my yes. mortal enemy. Yes, that was in Georgia. You had a lot of issues with the wasps. Yeah, I got a wasp. wasp oh, problem. right. So let me see if I can um, let me see if I can flip the camera. See if you guys can get a a little little preview of what Daddy's cooking up here. You see this? Yeah, it looks I like a, a nipple. Spider bite. Oh, I got a spider bite a week ago. Right. All it's been doing is growing and turning darker. Yeah. I know brown recluse. I don't know which type of spider bite this is, and I don't know a lot about spiders in general, but I do know, like, the brown recluse. Sometimes when people get bit by that, it just keeps growing and growing and, like, deteriorates their skin. Yes. So that is currently what I'm worried about. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's – I got definite fang marks. It was itchy. It all it's been is itchy. It hasn't been like painful, um, but it is getting darker and bad looking. 
Um, what terrifies me the most, yeah. I never felt this Brown or Cruz. I never felt this bite, right? Yeah. So whatever caused this bite is still lurking. That's and true. Do I you no probably did not shot? kill it. In my bet. Yeah. So, so there's probably a spider in my bet. My biggest issue with it is I'm not a big like Spider-Man fan. Like if that's what you start turning into, like that's not the superhero I'd choose probably. Uh, okay. Okay. I didn't think about that option. You're what not if thinking the of the positive spider bite gives makes my left foot strong or something. Yes. You're saying it would be better if I got built, bit by like my sister's lizard. Yeah, could be. That bitch has been acting up. I'm about to withhold her worms. Oh, good. 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 Nice. Um. So, yeah, I'm a, I'll, I'll give you guys an update. I mean, this, I, I, I'm still saying wasps, wasps, wasps are my mortal bug enemy, but uh, if my skin starts peeling off my foot, I'm switching it to spiders. Sounds good. Uh, I just want to do a quick thing here, um, <clears throat> and then I'll let you guys get to something else. But I was at uh, got dinner with a buddy of mine the other uh, the other night. Nothing sexual, just a friend. And sure, we uh, <laughs> we go to the restaurant, and it's kind of a it's a higher end restaurant. It's it's wait, if it was nothing yeah. sexual, why even say anything? As people are gonna assume. What day of the week was it? This was a Thursday. Mm, Thursday's a new Friday, Jay. That is true. That's why exactly my point is I knew there was going to be people digging into this. They're going to look up uh, resis, stuff like that, walk, you know, see where my credit card was spent and then kind of make connections and things like that. So I just thought I'd clarify it. Uh, it was just like totally platonic type of thing. So uh, we are at this restaurant. It's called the Purple Pig. And they tell us <laughs> things the first guy tells he's like, Hey, just so you know, it's like, you know, a lot of people like kind of like shareable plate situation. You just order a bunch of stuff and you can, you know, try, <laughs> try different things. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, no shit. You want me to order a bunch of stuff? You mean you want me, <laughs> you want each person to order like three things? Of course you do. You're just racking up the a bill that you have. Uh, <laughs> their, their meals were no different than any other type of place. Like one meal for each of us was more than enough. We got two things and an appetizer, but it was like, had I gotten, had we each gotten one extra thing or even like one extra regular meal, there's no way we could have finished it. So I just, I, I just love when people would, it was really good food, but I just love when people, oh yeah, just get a bunch <laughs> of things, try stuff out. It's like, yeah, I know that's, you want me to spend more. Yeah. They all cost $35 and yeah. uh, they're all huge. <laughs> yeah. And now if I was at a tapas place, that's a little different. Right. You know, these going to be small portions and it is. But this was not like that type of style. Like they, they kind of try to make it say it was a little silly. Yeah. But I wasn't falling for it. You're not going to get me purple pig. Good good job. Thank you. Mandate. Thank you. I'm going to stand up for the little guy. Uh, <laughs> Steve, did you say you had a Tanzania news? I got a Tanzania news. You want one? Yeah, let's hear it. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting. You know what is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wasi. It's a wasi. It's a fairy dust. What do you? From Tanzania? Yes, I am. 
Did you guys know that um, Tanzania currently only produces 205,000 tons of cooking oil a year? That seems like a lot. Oh, really? Well, their annual demand is 570,000 tons of cooking oil. So Tanzania has to spend 443 billion shillings annually to import 365,000 tons of edible oil. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. And you and you take your cooking oil for granted. No kidding. Like what can I they what do they use? Canola, vegetable, peanut, sesame, olive, they, coconut. So here's the thing. They use uh, palm, sunflower, flour, ground nuts, and cotton oil. That's cotton like oil. their, I I guess I don't know. I I have no idea. Okay. So what they're trying to do? They're trying to revamp it, baby. Nice. Hell yeah. A, a sesame farmer can produce point two five to point five tons of oil per hectare, but sesame oil that's grown in the Lindy region can produce. 1 to 1.5 tons of the same cooking oil. Whoa! This article has got an exclamation point at the end of the sentence. Oh, so God. I was exclaiming that. That's awesome. Um, so pretty much what they're trying to do is revamp their seeds because they're realizing that, like, you know, we got GMO seeds out here. We got no yeah. cooking oil shortage yeah. that I heard of. Yes. They're trying to give everybody the good seeds. Yeah, hybrid tenera palm seeds, for example, they can do five tons of oil per hectare yeah. versus one point six tons of oil, and that's—I mean, I'm no math magician, but five is bigger than one point six. You're definitely not a math magician. Yeah, you're, you're I, right. About I, w- that. I wish I was. <laughs> so, uh, it's interesting, Steve, because. People get mad at that, or like that. It's interesting when you see things say no GMOs, but like yes, there's yes. basically everything is a GMO in some way. Like we have we have modified so many of the ways that things are farmed and grown that if you really didn't have GMOs, we would have food shortages. Like it, you have to have yeah. the technology that we have in things to you know to function and. As they're finding out in Tanzania here, you want a lot more seeds for your, you know, sesame seed, your, I don't know, seed oil that you're making. Yeah. Then they wouldn't have to import and they would be saving 443 billion shillings a year. I was just thinking, I got to get in. I was thinking I was getting in the oil business. And like, you know, they always talk about striking rich, like finding a oil reserve. Finding an oil? Yeah, yeah. This is, we're just making oil in Tanzania. Yeah, so what you want to do is just bring some U.S. seeds over there. They'll be freaking, you'll be rich, baby. That's what I'm saying. Sell all your seeds to the Dodoma and Singida regions. Yeah. Because they need those good seeds. Yeah. I. They might want to try some alternatives like butter, too, or ghee, you know? It might help. Um, but, I mean, I guess they're just really into the cooking oil that's right that's what they're into who am i to say anything maybe we got to find some good uh tanzania recipe recipes and try some stuff out i'd like to know five hundred seventy thousand tons just let me do a quick math calculation here 
All right, my after my deep calculations into this, Tanzania consumes the average person in Tanzania consumes twenty one point six pounds of cooking oil every year. <laughs> Bad. I mean, hey, that's just the numbers. You heard the calculating, right? Yeah. No, that was good calculating. I was, I, I like I was that clicky clacking. I was dividing. I you, was I was converting. Yeah. I mean, you're a regular and, Terrence Howard over there. I just I it's a little it's a little bit interesting cuz some oils it's in, what's annoying with diets and all these, you know, nutrition in general, they change what they say is healthy all the time. You know, eggs have gone from don't eat eggs to only eat egg whites. Then at one point it was eat the yolks. Then yeah. it's just, you know, back to coconut eggs are fine, but not really too many. They're like, yeah. They said coconut oil is like the healthiest thing in the world. And then they're like, oh my God, we were wrong. We yeah. were so wrong. So if if these oils that these people are using are good, then that's good. You're eating, you know, you're consuming 21 pounds of it, but that could be really bad if that's, uh, if that's not, you know, if they find out these are not great. Yeah. I mean, I go through maybe two to three bottles of olive oil a year. I go through a ton of olive oil. I might be on this 21 pound game. You think you're on the 21 pound? I easily. Yeah. I buy tons of, tons of bottles of olive oil. Wow. You freak. Yeah. You're the reason they have a shortage over there. That is, I'm the reason. I'm the shortage. Oh, mama yeah. mia. Nice. Well, that is, it's a good, I like uh, like those facts, Steve, and good, you know, the data is what keeps people coming back to the show, so I appreciate it. Yep. Nice. Um, Pat, was there one last thing you want to get to? We're going to wrap it up here soon. Uh, we can talk about it next week because it's happening Ooh. this weekend. Ooh. The Olympics? No, I actually I I might piss some people off by saying this. I I, I have absolutely zero interest I don't either. in the Olympics. I don't care. I don't even know half the fucking sports they play. Wh- whiskey ball. I like I'll, this. Is what I'll say about Olympics. I enjoy it because I like the crazy sports that you know this person is putting in. You know, at least forty hours a week. They're putting. It's like a full time job. This effort they're putting in for a sport that is insane to even look at and you're like this is this person's whole life just to compete in this and only one of these people is going to win the gold in it and you've got (laughs) countries that you've never heard of competing in these things you've got some guy from you know uh chinese taipan or (laughs) chinese uh i don't know you've got some person in qatar uh you know playing against somebody in brazil in you know, fencing or something. It's just a crazy, it's a crazy looking thing. Some of these sports are way more interesting than other ones. Some of them you're like, why is this even a thing? And then some of them are really impressive, but it's just, uh, it's crazy how a lot of times certain countries dominate at certain things, just kind of what they're into. But some of these ones, I'm like, I don't even know how I would get into this if I wanted to. Like if I want to decide I want to be the best at, you know, um, badminton, men's badminton. I don't, I don't even know where I could play men's badminton. They don't have it in schools here. You know, it's like, but there's an Olympic sport, right? They men's got it are, in schools, don't they? They have women's. They have women's. Oh yeah, my high school uh, high school girlfriend was a uh, in state. I th- she might have won. I can't remember. Too soon, Steve. <laughs> Shouldn't have brought that. But up. Uh, yeah, as I'm saying, there's a crazy. There's a, somebody that says like. 
I maybe I'd want to do that. Maybe I'd be really good at that, but I never had the opportunity. I never even saw the chance to do that. So maybe when somebody watches this, they they see, hey, I that sounds cool to me. That looks cool. I want to try to find a way to do that, and then they start something up. So I I like the crazy sports. It's a little ridiculous, but I'm I'm into it. I'm here for it. The ro- the ones that are most boring to me are the kind of the rowing ones. They're always kind of boring, boring to me. It's just like the open water that they're just like rowing back and forth. I'm not super into that. But other than that, I'm kind of into everything. Agreed. Very agreed. Yeah. Cool. Well, we will wrap it up there. And Pat will have a whole rundown on the Olympics next week. Um, and then people can follow us on Instagram. <laughs> it's got to be spectacular. <laughs> Uh, it's upset podcast and Instagram they're, and Twitter. They're like not even dry jokes; they're just bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I chuckled. Email the show chubstep.podcast@gmail.com. Yeah, you have your little boyfriend friend thing going on, so of course you chuckle. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get to some emails next week. Chubstep.podcast@gmail.com and rate the show on the podcast app. Tell your friends about the show. The show has ended. Be gone. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.